1: welcome to the ninja turtle power hour i'm spencer toon i'm keith mcguffey and i'm mike templeton and this week, we're covering the last two episodes of Season 2, that's 12 and 13, The Catwoman from Channel 6, and Return of the Technodrome. All right. I'm I'm s- I'm so
2: excited to be done with Season 2, because now we can start climbing the mountain that is Season 3.
0: <laughs> that is yes. Season 3. But <laughs> you know what? I think it ended on a strong note. I do too. I th- I think you know, I said it before I think New York's shiniest was one of the best episodes. Return to the Technodrome is
2: very solid. Yeah. I mean, they actually get to fight foot soldiers again? It's crazy.
0: It, I mean, it it felt like a good season finale. Mm-hmm. So
1: uh, yeah, it was very massive and it was it was finale, it was so. epic. It was, yeah. it was pretty
0: epic like, yeah. not to just throw that term around, but it's definitely like the biggest stakes of this season.
2: So, Mike, you want to start us (laughs) off with with the Catwoman from Channel 6?
0: All right, so let me tell you a story.
1: Perhaps I can best explain. The story of my young
0: friends and I is really the story of a man named Hamato Yoshi. The Catwoman from Channel 6. Season 2, episode 12, written by Richard Merwin. Original air date, December 17th, 1988. So the episode opens with the turtles watching a monster movie in the sewer splinter says that the turtles watch too much tv and they're starting to take their monsters a little too seriously back at the sewer lair the turtles really want to finish watching their movie so they call april and convince her to bring over her little portable one when she comes over she begins to ask questions what happened to the sewer lair because there's a huge fight in there the turtles kind of let let her know that Bebop and Rock City came by and Shredder or Splinter mentions that they that Bebop and Rock City were teleported into the sewer lair at some point. Thinking she's got a big story, she looks around to see where Bebop and Rock City might have come from she notices a Chinese food takeout uh, box where she conveniently knows where exactly that is in New York. So she makes her way down there. The turtles noticing that immediately give chase, thinking that This Chinese food place is on the bad side of town. It's also a pretty bad place. April gets to Shredder's location and she finds that the place is deserted. She begins to mess around with the the matter transporter when a cat gets on it with her after hitting a couple buttons, accidentally activating it, and the two become entangled molecularly. April gets out of there real quick and heads back home where she's followed by a bunch of other cats. Irma tries to take care of her and April kind of goes a little catty. Irma leaves. The next day, April goes to work and is slowly becoming more cat-like in her features. Uh, Before she can go on the air, Irma tries to help her out, but then April completely turns into a creature A cat, (laughs) and then jumps out of the Channel Six building, trying to get back to the uh, turtles so that she can find, tell them what happened. April's April tries to go back to the warehouse to go reverse the transformation, but Shredder catches her and puts a mind control collar on her, thinking he's going to use her to take the turtles out. Irma finds April's turtle comm and tries to call the turtles so that she can get some help. So now Irma officially knows that the turtles exist. Finally. Finally, she knows. <laughs> Splinter's meditating when April and a tiger that she released from the zoo appear in the lair, frightening Splinter because, you know, he's a rat and they're cats. Splinter calls the turtles to come back and help him, and they do. Uh, they just wind up stopping uh, April by Leonardo slicing the mind control collar off of her neck. It's just one in a million shot. There, back at the warehouse, Shredder discovers that the mind control collar has been destroyed, and they wind up kind of just that's that. <laughs> that was kind of that was just kind of the end of the episode. The matter dis- uh, transporter is destroyed because Beep Up and Rocksteady try to fix it again, and they wind up just smashing it. And then April, uh, the effects of the matter transporter wear off, and April is just fine again.
2: Okay. The end. Hey, do you have a an impression of April talking as a cat <laughs> lined up here, Mike?
0: No, I don't. <laughs> so, meow, <laughs> meow. Have an impression.
2: Mister, what about you? you? Guys- you one?
0: <laughs> 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 oh man this this was this was certainly an episode. This this is an episode that a lot of people remember. I think.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's because, like, contrary to, uh, you know, how many people view cat girls today, she looks horrifying.
0: <laughs> she It's no Nikopara, let me tell you
1: that. Yeah, it is no Nikopara, <laughs> that is for sure. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, it reminds me of this anime called Gintama, where they have, like, this alien that comes in that is supposed to be a cat girl, but her face, when you look at it, is horrifying and very much... More like if a human actually looked like a cat, uh, very much like April's, and it's it's horrifying. <laughs> it doesn't look nice. Yeah, well, she gets this like
2: very pronounced snout area, and then like her hair kind of becomes the ears. She looks yeah. very like demonic almost. Yeah, yeah,
0: like it's 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 really weird because it's not like it's it definitely skews more cat-like than like the other mutants like Bebop and Rocksteady like mm-hmm. obviously it they're not cats but like they they don't seem like weird mutants whereas like this seems like a transformation yeah so i don't know if that's i don't know if that comes across correctly but like there's something that just feels different about April's transmutation than like the general mutation like Bebop and Rocksteady went through
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I think we've learned that like radioactive ooze creates a a more visually appealing monster than molecular transmutation, right?
0: I mean, I mean, which is ironic because like the mutagen works on like a DNA level, right? But like this was like changing them molecularly,
1: which definitely so, makes sense. Yeah,
0: which, yeah, <laughs> this, totally, totally makes sense.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That was a molecular transporter. It just transported the molecules into each other. I don't know. The yeah, cat yeah. was fine though. Yeah. I don't know why the cat. The cat, cat, didn't turn to the a cat
0: bird. was like the cat was weird, and I skipped over that. But the, like the cat had April's molecules in it too, because like they go find the cat, and like the cat meow. Like they're like, oh, what's your name? The cat's like, April.
2: oh, I totally oh, missed that. I, um, I was. It's
0: when Donatello finds her in the in the street. Yeah, I know what we're
2: talking about. I didn't, I didn't realize that she said April in the middle of it. She though. like
0: she meow like she she doesn't say April, but if you if you listen, like the cadence and like the tone is like.
1: Uh... Oh. I wish they would have just had like this hairless cat walking around with a human face it plastered on the front of it. <laughs> with, <laughs> mean, April's that, face I mean, that
0: and, would have and... made a little bit more sense. <laughs>
2: April's face and a yellow jumpsuit with little white booties. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I wanted to look that
0: cat should have had white socks. That would have done it.
1: Yeah, that would've done it. That would've right
0: right? would been perfect. I
1: want it to look more terrifying though. I just want it to be just like hairless, pure naked cat and then just human face just imposed <laughs> <laughs> upon the cat.
2: Just just horrific. All right. Well, I I'm bringing up the rear here. As usual, we've saved the best for last, and that's uh, Keith McGuffey narrating the summary of a of an episode. So I have Return of the Technodrome, season two, episode 13, originally aired December 24th, 1988. A little early Christmas gift for you folks living back in 1988. This was written by Michael Reeves. Another Michael Reeves joint. Yeah, yeah, he's he's got some episodes under his belt, and I was looking them up. He's got a couple good ones coming up in season three, too. Mm. So We'll see. All right. Right, it's a slow news day for April. Splinter's leaving on a three-day pilgrimage and Krang is ready to bring the Technodrome back to Earth. April meets up with the Turtles to see Splinter off while Krang sends Shredder to, Ni- sends Shredder to Niagara Falls to take over the hydroelectric plant. They'll siphon off power to send to the Technodrome in Dimension X to open a portal to get to Earth. And Krang sends a group of foot and rock soldiers to help guard the plant while this happens. The power drain causes New York to black out, and the turtles, they they just know it's Shredder's fault. They head to Niagara Falls in the turtle blimp, but are shot at by Bebop. So the Bebop shots kind of hit the glider, and the glider part detaches from the blimp, and it's too damaged to fly properly. It lands in the river and is about to go over the falls. Uh, Don, however, is able to remote control the blimp, which drops down some ropes, and the turtles grab onto them and drift to safety. Splinter shows up. Uh, His pilgrimage was apparently just in the park right next to Niagara Falls. (laughs) Uh, And he said something was amiss. I was like, "Ah, I better go see what's going on and meets up with the turtles. Uh, The turtles, April and Splinter split up to take out the patrolling bad guys and get in the plant. Despite shutting off the pumps, the Technodrome still makes it through the portal to Earth. And the turtles are surrounded by foot soldiers and stone warriors. But Crane calls everyone off because his, his ego, you know, he wants to finish off the turtles himself. So he aims one of the weird prongamajig things on the side of the Technodrome at the turtles. Uh, he starts to fire, but the Technodrome is out of power. And the turbol- Turtles are able to escape with those blimp ropes again, all the way back to their sewer layer where they wait for the bad guy's next move. Now, Crane's plan is to use the Technodrome to cause an earthquake and evacuate New York City which he will then conquer and use as a base to take the world. The turtles, April, and Splinter are able to find and infiltrate the help of Donatello's new exploding shuriken. Inside, Splinter and Shredder sense one another's presence and go off to have an amazing, not an amazing fight, but some really good fight dialogue on a catwalk over a bottomless pit. Yeah. yeah. So Shredder, they like meet up, right? And Shredder's like, in this red glow from this nearby electrical conduit thing. And he says, so, Hamato Yoshi, it appears it's time for our final confrontation. And Splinter says, Hamato Yoshi is no more. There is only Splinter. And Shredder says, and soon he will be gone as well. And if that doesn't give you goose pimples, nothing will. Uh, But their confrontations cut short when the catwalk they're standing on begins to collapse and Splinter flees the technodrome. The Turtles are able to cross some wires inside the Technodrome, causing the Earthquake machine to go into overdrive and dig the Technodrome down to the Earth's core. The day is saved, and the Turtles celebrate with some pizza.
1: The end. Ooh. Very epic, massive story, like we said.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, I wasn't kidding. Probably the best episode of the season.
2: It was really good. It really like kind of towed that line between too much stuff going on and, like, exactly enough stuff to keep your interest Mm -hmm.
0: I almost wish it was a two-parter
1: yeah right they could have maybe tried to shore up a few plot holes if they did a (laughs) two-parter true yeah or they could have like
2: animated that fight where they just turn off the lights in that one room the turtles were fighting in yes
1: I mean yeah I was gonna get into that during (laughs) show. yeah right well we should get moving on then and have more discussion in the second time around Hey, uh, nice junk. So, for the first time for and ever, we talked about that sword in uh, Rocksteady's back uh, holster. If it yep. was like a wooden sword or not, yes, he finally
0: pulls it out. It's and it was
2: definitely a wooden
0: sword. It's it was a wooden definitely a wooden sword.
2: He definitely used it. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy. I like. I jumped and, off my couch.
0: And not only that, Bebop had one too that turned into a bat in the next <laughs> angle. <laughs>
2: Turn it to a bat, yeah, yeah. I was so happy when he used that. I'm like, I, I, it's been there this whole time, I've been waiting for it. You finally used it, so good.
0: (laughs) I'm just, I still just want to know. It's wild how the little things really just make it for us,
1: (laughs) yeah, yeah. I just want to know, like, why does he have a wooden sword? We need a backstory about this, just give us an episode about the origin of Rocksteady's wooden sword. Well, it, it, like it can't be like
2: a censorship thing because like he uses a gun all the freaking time and Leo has two swords. So like surely he could have a regular sword. Why does he have a wooden sword? I don't know. The
1: thing is like Leo always uses his sword to like cut ropes and stuff though instead now. You know, originally like he had some clashing with the Shredder. Yeah. But it seems like as the series is going on and on, every single solution to every problem is becoming less and less and less violent.
2: Right. Well, if you remember, like the very first episode, uh, Raph hits one of the guys and is like, "Clang!" Did you say clang? But like right before that, Leo like guts one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: and now Leo's uh, just that's like...
0: one of my favorite lines, though. Oh, the first I know. Season the clang.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Did you say clang?
1: But uh, yeah, we finally got to see the the wooden sword, and then I guess I think it's because like him as Rocksteady. Like actually might slash at people or slash at things, and so he has to have a wooden one. I, I'm I don't know. Who I, even I, knows? Yeah, maybe it was just animators having fun. I, I
2: don't know. Yeah. This, I also noticed that Bebop's entire ponytail is purple. This episode, we've, we've mentioned it, it before. Like it switches back
0: half. and forth. It switches yeah. back and forth. It's it's really annoying. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just depends on which team had it that day. You know, it's just like, all right, this segment we're doing. And they don't paint it purple. And then the other guys are and the other, it's working on the other segment. Yeah.
2: No one's talking to each other across the hall or anything to figure yeah. out
1: what color his tail is. Kids won't care. That's fine. Yeah, that's
0: got to be it. Yeah.
1: Also, what is up with Raphael being so into, like, hearing women scream? like the first time we see him he's just like wow she's like a real good screamer and then later on he's like quiet down i want to hear the screams it's like
0: yeah that was a little weird
1: (laughs) yeah you know after him saying it the second time it's just like this is kind of creepy
0: (laughs) and then like mikey like says like this is one of his favorite movies and then like and then like in the next shot he's like, Oh, what if this happens in the movie? And then he and then in the next shot again he goes, Oh yeah, it's one of my favorite movies.
1: Yeah. <sighs> he suffers yeah. some short term memory loss. <laughs> <It's>
0: <laughs>
1: classic. It,
2: this kind of does seem like there were two teams that weren't talking across the aisle or across the hallway. Cause like April comes to the Turtles place and she's like, What did World War Three happen here? But there's like two holes in the wall. Ball. everything else is exactly the same and she goes to this very nice very clean Chinese restaurant yeah. eatery and she's like this place is a dump yeah.
0: Which, okay I I don't know if this belongs in anchovies or not but there were a lot of Asian stereotypes in that oh yeah. In that yeah. Restaurant. That's really, yeah and I didn't know I didn't want I took that out of my recap but I was like I got we got we got to address that yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was gonna talk about that yeah. in
1: anchovies <laughs> okay <laughs> but we can talk about it here yeah it is it is definitely uh it's not a... Uh, it hasn't it's aged not well. subtle no, no
2: it isn't it is not subtle no 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 not not a good depiction i was also a bit disappointed there's a character called tattoo who's a sumo wrestler with a bunch of tattoos he's a he's a character established later on there are all these sumo wrestlers in this uh in this restaurant none of them are
1: tattoo i was really upset about them well they didn't have the idea for the action figure until later you know <laughs> that's, that's actually probably exactly what it is you're probably mm. exactly right yeah. this episode might have inspired it. who knows yeah
2: um I, i'm going to do a shameless plug for the fan game tmnt rescue palooza it's an amazing game. It's free to download. Uh, a lot of fun. We've been trying to figure out how to play it online together, the three of us. Uh, but I'm not so technically inclined. But uh, if you play as April in that game and you use her dash attack, like every third or fourth time you do it, she will turn into the Catwoman from this episode, which is kind of cool. Really?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's not every time. It, it's it's like it's on a timer. It's kind of random. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was a really cool one. The
1: first time I saw it, I was like, whoa, it- Turned to a cat for a
2: second, kind
1: of cool. Yeah, I remember trying her the one time, and then realizing her attacks did no damage except for the <laughs> Catwoman one, and I was yeah. like, you know what, I'm out. I can't play her anymore. <laughs> it's Casey Jones or nothing. Right. I like I Hot just, Head. I got to keep going on that game. It's, so it's good. fun. Have you <laughs> beat it?
0: No, I think I unlocked Rocksteady, and then I, that's where I stopped playing. Okay.
1: okay. I beat it in like two sittings. It's not super long. Yeah. Yeah. There are some parts that are pretty hard, though. At Least they felt pretty hard, frustrating anyway. For the least, <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, good. You know, wait until you're finished listening to this episode,
1: but then go Google TMNT. Definitely Rest check out a, yeah, TMNT, very, very much. A, it's a good fan game, especially mm-hmm. if you're you know chomping at the bit for uh, what's coming. They also look like really pudgy in the, in the 13th episode, especially in like one of the scenes. I was looking at them and I was just like, wow, is it just me or are they extra you know. Extra wide in this episode. <laughs> Had a little extra pizza, yeah, and the angles Definitely. aren't flattering either. They're
2: all the like looking up kind of angles, so like, uh-huh. a
1: little little rotund. Yeah, it's very different from what I'm used to seeing in the previous episodes. I also want to point out that
2: it's a six and a half hour drive from Niagara
1: Falls to New York
2: City, and they just like back and forth, like like ten minutes, very
0: quickly. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. in a blimp. Yeah. (laughs) A supersonic blimp, apparently.
0: (laughs) I mean, granted, like they're flying at least, so like
1: I guess, but they can fly in a direct line, but you know, I think like the fastest blimp, because I Googled this once because I you know the turtle blimp. And I think the fastest, like the Goodyear blimp, which I think is the fastest blimp we've got, goes like 75 miles an hour. You know, so it's like able to like make freeway speeds. <laughs> okay. Uh so I guess they I, I could guess with a
2: straight line. With uh, you know, the a tailwind of sorts they could do it, yeah.
1: Yeah. Maybe just a really good day to have a good tailwind. Right. You know, Propelled them forward <laughs> to make it all the way up to Niagara Falls <laughs> in you know, moments. And then Splinter's also able to just walk there.
0: I liked that they dropped him off though, um on the cheapskates. Mm-hmm. Like rather than taking the van, <laughs> yeah, they took the they took the cheapskates six hours from New York yeah. in the
2: sewers. Well, the van may or may not be in the in the East River at this point. Uh, that, like, I
0: mean, we don't. Yeah, exactly. We don't know. Yeah, we know that there might be two vans.
2: Maybe they just pushed another one up up the stairs of
1: Baxter's building yeah. and built another one. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> I mean, maybe it's just you know in the spirit of the pilgrimage, you know, like no vans. It's just out on your feet but you know the turtles are being lazy and then uh splinter just gets to get off and you know
2: yeah maybe we're the, the stupid way. ones they we just didn't notice that this episode took place over like three months or something with all this travel back <laughs>
0: that's and gotta forward. be it we're <laughs> the problem
1: yeah exactly <laughs> so speaking of problems we'll get it to anchovies no anchovies you put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble okay <laughs> I call Yeah. April's
2: voice. April's cat voice.
1: Meow. It yeah. is yeah.
2: it is the worst voice I have ever heard. And like she she accents all the s's as though she's a snake despite yeah.
1: being a cat. Yeah. It's it's so bad. Yeah, it's it's definitely just that 80s thing cuz even if you like watch the old She-Ra cartoon and stuff, like Catra is always doing that too. Just like
0: yeah, it's it's very much like yeah, just an '80s mm-hmm. thing because this is this is just one of those tropes where like characters get turned into animal, usually a cat or a dog,
2: mm-hmm. and then they're rhino or just like- over a warthog, or
0: yeah. Well, that doesn't happen that often. You're <laughs> my enemies,
1: <laughs> God.
0: Oh.
2: A, a thousand chalkboards and a thousand fingernails scratching down them would never be as annoying as april O'Neil as a, as a cat person should we just oh, keep yeah. should we just do cat person voices for the rest of the episode
0: sure what's
2: well, been it's been nice doing you guys uh, <laughs> I hope you have a great
0: life um, oh, man. I'm gonna start my Keith own left the podcast,
1: podcast.
2: yeah I'll start my own podcast with blackjack and i
0: cats. thought it was yeah. i thought it was weird that like the turtles have been over april's apartment before and then when they're in the alley with irma they're like hey Where are we? (laughs) And Irma's got to be like, that's April's apartment.
2: That was strange. And uh, Irma and April's relationship is weird because like April doesn't really seem to like Irma, but Irma has a key to her place.
0: I think it's more of like convenience kind of thing. Like she may not like Irma, but like she trusts Irma a lot. And also, I don't remember them living in the same building last time like when they in the um god what uh what episode was it where um i was like a couple episodes ago like where they were they were in irma's apartment and they had to go crawl through like the basement like the 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 pizza monster episode pizza
2: monster one yeah yeah
0: yeah. um i that was irma's apartment but i don't remember that april living there either
1: like i don't know i thought that was weird Yeah. yeah I also for some reason just kind of bothered me slightly that Splinter is afraid of cats. it's one thing for it's, him to be like afraid weird. Of, afraid I of like a tiger. That. But then you see like the house cat comes in and he's just like, oh man. Yeah, I'm like being afraid right afraid now. of,
0: Yeah, being afraid of a tiger makes sense. Yes. I don't want to get eaten by a tiger. Right? Right? Yeah, I'm with you there, Splinter. But you know, like you're you're a four five foot tall rat man, like a house cat. Is not going to bother you, and it really and it really made me wonder. It really made me wonder: was Hamato Yoshi scared of cats, or is this like a byproduct of him being part rat now?
2: Yeah, I don't. It. I almost think it's got to be being part rat because, like, I have a. I'm sure there there is some sort of cat phobia. Like, there's got yeah. to be there's a, there's a phobia for everything. But like, mm-hmm. here's a man who has, uh, studied. Ancient arts of of ninja, yeah,
0: martial he's, arts.
2: He's lived in a sewer with rat pets, and then adopted turtles that were covered in radioactive slime. But like a single house cat is enough to set him off. So maybe he, he does yeah, have. He fights dysphobia. ninjas. He yeah.
0: trained as a ninja.
2: Well, his entire house of cat. His house was attacked by tiny robot monsters that tried to eat him, and he was fine. But a tiny cat is enough. So Either he has like feline phobia or it's a byproduct of them being a rat. It's just, it's, it's so
0: wild. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the guy, like he's mastered, like his meditation and spiritual arts that he can sense things. Like, I feel like he should have enough mindfulness to have already gotten over a fear of cats that was given to him, even if it was by mutation. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like, man, why, why? (laughs) Well, and he tries in this episode, which makes me
2: think he hasn't seen a cat in at least 15 years. Yeah. (laughs) I guess they don't get down in the
1: sewers much. <laughs> I, mean, I mean,
0: okay, that's fair. Like they they probably don't go down into the sewers very often, but still, yeah. Like it's such a weird thing. Like they they didn't even have to do that. Like he could have just been scared of the tiger.
2: Of the tiger and the the
1: half cat woman walking into his doorway. Yeah, yeah, that would yeah. Me the hell out. Yeah, th- those two are both scary things you know i would be scared by a tiger showing up through my door (laughs) and i would also be scared by a very you know creepy looking cat lady yeah well and not just a tiger a sewer tiger like that's that's another level
2: right
0: that i mean yeah like that is a specific breed of tiger that i do not (laughs) want to
1: encounter i mean i'm gonna be honest even if it was like supposed to be like one of the anime cat girls like a neko neko cat girl (laughs) I would still probably be scared if that showed up in my doorway. Like this girl with cat ears, that's pretty terrifying. It's it's not right.
0: (laughs) I've seen enough girls with cat ears. I'm about it.
2: All right. (laughs) Comic Con must be rough for you, Spence. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, it's one thing when they're definitely. (laughs)
1: How many anime expos do you go to? Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I freaking love anime, but (laughs) apparently I don't go to enough. I need to. Like splinter, try to overcome my fears, apparently. Right? My fear, <laughs> we'll of the get you a little house. immersion therapy, see if that there works you for you. <laughs> and then I think my of-
2: cat heard me talking about cats and came here to annoy me. Oh, of yeah. course, yeah. yeah. For the cat, record, the I cat walks in
0: too. and is like, I heard you were talking, shit.
2: yeah, <laughs> sewer tigers. You say, <laughs> I have a cousin, but yeah. Who's going going
0: back to it, woo woo's oriental palace, it's
2: kind of. That was
0: kind of a big big eesh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cringy. The the accents aren't done very well either.
0: Uh I mean it, it goes back I I said it a while ago. Like I don't you can always tell when it's like white guys doing very stereotypical quote unquote Asian accents or Oriental accents. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Like
0: I say Oriental like because they're doing racist accents. Like mm-hmm it's i don't know i just don't like it i I've, I've never liked those kind of acting choices and yeah that was that was a lot and it's like this is a chinese food place but there's like sumo guys
1: yeah and guys yeah, yeah. like and in it's like
0: yeah yeah it was yeah just a ton of stereotypes and it
1: it really
2: didn't add to the story like at all. It really I, didn't.
0: They could have just said it was on the bad side of town.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: They
0: didn't have to make this place be terrible. hmm Because yeah. it, it you're right. Like it added nothing. Like n- nothing here did that. Like the only part that like had any relevance was when April came in and she's like, Hey, do you know, did you see a guy that looked like a rhino and a war dog? And the guy's like, Oh yeah, the guys that wear Halloween costumes. Like which is funny that Bebop and Rocksteady literally just walk into this place and order food and they're, and everybody's cool with it. Um, and like, that's pretty much it. Like, the Turtles didn't have to go back there and then like, have that whole fight.
2: Yeah. And even like, I mean, I guess the, the smoking gun there is that they leave the box in the, in the sewer and that's how April kind of tracks them. Down. But like, We've seen that Donatello has been able to track down like every form of radiation known to mankind. Like, why couldn't he have like traced the teleportation beam or something? Like,
0: yeah, well, didn't seem necessary at all. Even then, like Shredder could have done it too. Like Shredder asks Bebop and Rocksteady like where the where the sewer lair was, and they're like, I don't know. Like, you teleported him, man. Like, you could have you could have found it.
1: For right. the fact that he could see everything April was doing and she went down to the lair.
0: It, exactly. Like he could see <laughs> yeah. through he could see through the collar.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, he it's knew great. what she
0: was doing. It's like you could have just you could have just recorded the whole thing.
1: Well he just yeah. he could have just watched her and been like okay left there right there. All right I'm the lair. Oh, Bebop and Rex City right, blue, yeah. right it's a left or right <laughs> up and down. Right. Yeah double back of the human skull
2: and you're there. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, this is definitely another one of those uh plot holes from this. And what was the point? I mean, okay, I now learned from Mike that that's actually the cat that like molecularly switched with April. I don't know how you want to the one you they call the it.
0: one they found in the alley.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize it was that. And so when I saw that, I was just like, "What is the point of this scene?" You know, it's just like Donnie being like, "Told you I was your favorite." And
0: yeah, like I mean that that's why because it was the it cat was... was like part April. Yeah,
1: that's why like he was like, oh, that's
0: why she like I'm her favorite because the cat was acting on April's base instincts or something.
2: Okay, yeah. To me, that I I thought it was just no sense. Yeah, I thought it was just there to set up that uh, you know, Don says she, uh, I'm her favorite, and Michelangelo's like, no, it's just because you eat anchovy pizza. I thought it was just setting up that joke with Raphael's voice. Yeah, yeah,
0: (laughs) (laughs) which is. Okay, so that happens a lot in these two episodes too. Yeah, still a lot of voice swapping.
2: Yeah. Well, and there's a part, that part where Leo he he runs up and he cuts the collar off of April, and then the next oh. scene it's Donatello holding a sword. Yep. And then it's Leo again after that. Real strange.
0: It's 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 super strange. I yeah. like. As soon as Leo's like, I know what to do, and I was like, he's gonna he's gonna charge right up to her, and like slice the, the, the slice it off. Like he's and I'm 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 almost surprised he didn't just throw the sword, because that really seemed like something eighty seven Leo would would have done.
2: Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't like jump up, cut a sewer pipe, and like the yeah. sewage washed it off of her or something. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like the the fact that he nailed that shot was just insane.
1: Look, when you're as trained as they are, you trip over street signs, but also can perfectly just chop a collar off of someone's neck.
0: <laughs> I mean, no, that you're perfectly, perfectly right there.
1: Oh. Uh, so I think also April
0: gets like hmm? super strong because like she rips, she rips that like metal lock from like concrete
2: at one point. Yeah. And she, uh, she like knocks out or knocks down at least both Bebop and Rocksteady in the same like kickflip. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: I think being a cat comes with like knowing jujitsu. <laughs> and the That's way
2: my honest. cats scamper about chasing each other. I, I mean, they're either really highly trained or not
1: trained at all. I can't <laughs> tell. <laughs> so I think my favorite of all the painting errors probably is in Return of the Technodrome. When the shredder just goes shirtless at around like three minutes in, I think it like got it as three minute thirty-six seconds into the episode. He's turning to go, and then like his where his shirt should be is just painted skin color from the side. Just painted the same color as his skin.
2: And I then didn't like notice a few that. seconds later he goes back to
1: the shirt. <laughs> yeah, awesome. it's because it's to the side, and his cape's covering most of him. But he goes just shirtless for a second and then it's back. <laughs> you know.
2: A couple episodes ago, he was using a hologram machine to like change his clothes. I bet like he walked like near a microwave for a second and just like shorted (laughs) out the hologram thing.
1: (laughs) Just interfered. It's got to
0: be the same thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's a there's a point where Donatello's belt buckle has an L on it. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah, yeah, man. There's a lot of painting errors in these two. Especially,
1: wasn't the point of putting the initials on the belt buckles to help tell them apart? (laughs) Yeah, it was, man. But (laughs) I feel like those confused a lot of kids.
2: It happens in the Archie comics too, every now and then. But like, I'm like, there's only like one guy that colored all those, though. So how did he get them mixed up? And they don't like jump past each other or anything. It's a static frame. I don't know why people have such a hard time getting those colors right. But I understand now why Eastman and Laird made all their bandanas red to begin with because then you don't have to worry about it.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. they're just interchangeable at that point. Like yeah. you can just you can just say which turtle is which turtle.
1: Yeah. So, the other thing with this is, for some reason, they have to. They can't wait to invade until today, and before yeah, like they, they were they having to, wait? to, they
0: have to invade invade today.
1: Well, like I mean, I, so I,
0: I felt like Krang was just being impatient.
1: Yes, but also they got them surrounded with their giant army. Like, why did he not just send the army to take out the turtles sooner? Oh, like, yeah. I, this this could have been done forever ago, but this whole time he's been like, no, Shredder, you got to do it yourself. No, yeah.
0: Well, I,
2: think, <laughs> I think Krang is just such an ass that he just wanted to see Shredder fail over and over and over before <laughs> finally he was like, you know what? Quit calling me. I'm just going to come down there and do it myself. Cause yeah, this I, th- I, think we, my
0: I think we talked about that. Like... Krang just wants to see Shredder lose a bunch of times, and then he'll show up and I'm like, Oh, I'm I know you couldn't do it, or something. Which I feel like, yeah, he only had enough
2: patience for 12 times failing, (laughs) and then he was like, Okay, now I'm gonna take care of it.
1: (laughs) Which I mean, also kind of once again makes Shredder look more incompetent and less cool in these episodes as they go on, as he continues to just not be able to do anything in Krang to essentially be his his boss and and be like, all right, you know what? I'm going to come do this myself and then brings in a whole army. and I don't know. It was one of those things where I'm watching and I'm like, why couldn't this have been done sooner? Yeah, yeah, you're right.
0: You actively want them to lose.
1: <laughs> you know, and then you've got like the turtles and stuff just standing in the way of the laser just like, oh no, the laser, it's going to hit us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of a classic (laughs) cartoon thing that happens a lot. You know, I remember as a kid, even just with the stuff I watched growing up, being like, move! Run! (laughs) You're dumb! Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a (laughs) common... Don't stay there like idiots! Yeah. I can't remember how many times I, you know, remember saying that to different cartoons growing up.
2: Yeah, my big interview with this episode was just Don's wristbands. Like, it... I thought it was just an error, like the first time you see it, when he's fiddling around with the yeah. the turtle com, and then it just keeps happening. And like every other turtle has wristbands, I could understand if like they were all off model. I don't understand why
1: it's just Donatello, and it really upsets me. It,
0: yeah, it's it, yeah, it's really weird that it was
1: just Donatello.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe there's just one guy in charge of animating Donatello, yeah, and he's just like screw this, yeah. Too hand, many wristbands. Too many wristbands. You know how hard it is to draw all these bands moving, leaving yeah. it off. Listen here,
2: I've been in the animation industry over thirty years, and I'll be damned if he has wristbands. Yeah. I'm making them
1: pink. <laughs> <laughs> how many Sorry, bands you just, does you one turtle want it, You need? don't want them
2: pink? No wristbands then. <laughs> <Right.
0: Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think. I think my main anchovy with this one is just. I think. I think it was just. This could have been a two-parter, mm-hmm. um, like we could have lost an episode this season. Um, like we could have, we could have lost teenagers from Dimension X. Let's oh, be honest. Yes, oh, uh, we could have lost teenagers from Dimension X, and then had this be a two-parter. So you still have thirteen episodes. Like,
1: well, yeah, because it's almost like the budget ran out in the middle of this episode. Like they yeah. suddenly, like the lights go off, and you hear a fight happen. And then you know, <laughs> Splinter and Shredder are gonna face off, and then a bolt strikes the bridge and it breaks, and they don't even fight each other, yep. and they just leave. <laughs> it just, yeah,
2: it just blinks, and then like Shredder's just hanging there. Yeah. Oh, I was so disappointed with that because like the build up to it was fantastic. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was like I the, was like on the, the edge ah, of my Toyoshi is oh,
2: no more. I was in it, I was like this. Yeah, great, like I was there ready. And I looked at were like three minutes left. I'm like, there's no way. Yeah, <laughs> There's no
1: way. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was kind of frustrating. I was like, man, we could have had some good fight scenes here because we've been given good fight scenes in this anime in like the first season. But uh, apparently uh, we're not getting those anymore. At least not right now. <laughs> I don't know. For me, this last episode did start to feel more and more like I'm watching the same thing over and over again. Uh, it did feel no. like it
0: what was there was there was that one part in in the episode where like like oh the turtles this is getting very mon- monotonous
1: mm-hmm. yes <laughs> <laughs> like you summed it up for me shredder thank I was you. like
0: yeah like like a, a little tongue in cheek though writers yeah we know
1: mm-hmm.
0: well here's forty more episodes of the same thing for season three
1: yeah oh man mm-hmm.
2: boy
1: it's gonna be fun we'll get through it we'll get through it and we'll we'll have some laughs along the way
0: it was a a fun little tongue in cheek you know reference but yeah it kind of rings false when you're when when you're coming up on as many episodes as we are
2: (laughs) right yeah yeah,
0: that was meta commentary and the writers were like we really hate that we're doing this
2: (laughs) Michael Reeves is done with
1: it yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah which is like why i really look forward to i don't know it's why i love things like the idw series and stuff when they really expand the rogues gallery and have people outside of the faction of like foot and utrom and i feel like that's necessary for ninja turtles especially in its progression
0: i you know that's a bigger discussion um because i was i was thinking about that today um and yeah, you know, the, the turtles have a rogues gallery but they don't it's not like batman or spider-man where like you can name off a bunch of them mm-hmm. like for the general public like they know like they know like b-list or b and c-list batman villains you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: like and especially with shows like gotham like you have like lower and lower tier villains like even 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 like the common person knows Ra's al ghoul nowadays
1: yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, and like we've got Polka Dot Man coming to the Suicide Squad movie. Exactly, I'm like, hyped about finally. that. Finally, <laughs> and, yeah. and that's
0: and that's a problem that Turtles never really deals with because we're constantly going back to Shredder.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, like always... I said,
0: that's that's a that's a discussion for not anchovies. There
2: there is a really really good episode called Night of the Rogues, mm-hmm. but it's in like season seven. So like I we'll be old men by the time we get to that, but. It's like all of the turtles' bad guys, including some that we've never met before, but they act like they've seen them before. Come together, and they get like all of their allies, like Casey Jones and Zach and April. And I think Usagi might be in it. Maybe I'm, I'm double double guessing myself on that now. But yeah, then they all just like beat the crap out of each
1: other. It's fantastic. See, no, that would be an epic battle scene. Yes, but Usagi's
2: not in that. I I, I misspoke. I just. Looked it up real quick on the on the wiki. It's he's not in that No, nope, he's not. My bad.
1: Well, that's all right. It still sounds leather epic. Leatherhead.
2: Leatherhead, Tempestra, Chrome Dome. It's amazing. But Zach the Fifth Turtle is.
1: Yes. <laughs> what a great character he is. Well, speaking of epic things, let's get into what we love. Oh, I love being a turtle. Funny enough, my thing that went in anchovies is also my thing, and I love being a turtle. It always makes me laugh whenever I hear the campy 80s meowing in between sentences.
0: (laughs) Oh, God. Nope. It's super obnoxious. Irredeemable.
1: It's super obnoxious, but at the same time, because it's so campy, like I grew up watching He-Man with my little brothers like late at night because it would come on then the old 80s one and like She-Ra and we would just laugh at it and, and make fun of it. And so that's what it takes me back to. And so I guess for that reason, I find it kind of entertaining and funny, but at the same time, it's very obnoxious. Okay. That's, that's just it. <laughs> like one thing I liked about the,
0: yeah, <laughs> that's your only one. <laughs> yeah. There were, I mean, there, there were a couple, there were a couple good bits in it that I really liked. Um, mm-hmm. I, I liked Mikey's uh, fourth wall break when he goes, man, there's nothing like a furious fun filled food flinging fight. Try saying that three times fast. (laughs) Then I tried it and I did it. So I'm not going to do it again, though, because I'm not warmed up
1: anymore. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Aluminum, linoleum, aluminum, linoleum. All right.
0: Furious, fun filled food flinging. See, I already messed up. (laughs) Furious, fun filled food flinging fight. Furious, fun filled food flinging fight. Furious, fun filled food flinging fight.
1: Oh, wow. He did it for us right here, guys. There you go. Right, Right. Right.
0: Did it live. Woo. Do it alive, nice. Uh, and then I, I also liked Irma's like Splinter. He sounds cute, and then just at the end of the episode, he's a giant rat man. He's like, "I'm Splinter," and she's like, "Oh." He's like, <laughs> he goes, "Oh, and you must be Irma," and she's like, "Nope, I'm gone," and leaves.
2: Yeah, I, she's so impossibly thirsty. Like, and I understand this is in a time period before Tinder existed, but. Like yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like,
0: I and it, it it sucks that it's kind of her whole her whole shtick. Yeah, like she can't just be April's best friend, mm-hmm. um, which she does call her at one point. Like she's April's best friend, but like, it just kind of sucks that her only shtick is being thirsty.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's honestly kind of one of those reasons why I'm like, why do we keep why do people like Irma so much and why do they want her back other than the fact that she's just in this cartoon all the time. Because she's kind of one of those characters I, I think, really don't it's, it's care just, about. It's just,
0: it's the silly it's just, it's, for this Irma specifically, it's just, it's the silliness, and because she is such a prominent character, she's our only other girl Yeah. In the show. um, And it, it really sucks because, like, April doesn't have any girlfriends. Like, she doesn't, she very rarely has any. Mm-hmm. Um, So, like, that's why Irma was such a big deal. Um, especially, like, when they brought her into the 2012 cartoon. Like, I remember I was super excited because it was like, oh, there's actually, like, someone else for April. It's not Casey. Mm. And she turned out to be a Crank Droid. Yeah. Spoilers. Then, oh, man. Oh, yeah. Sorry for that. <laughs> yeah. um,
2: it's only an eight-year-old plot line. <laughs> and then in
0: Rise, in Rise, we didn't get Irma. We actually got Snita, who was... Um, Uh, a yokai so she was actually more like the turtles biologically but she was April's best friend Mm -hmm. so it's nice to see April like have somebody outside of the turtles like outside of that family to kind of confide into it just really sucks that like they never they never really double down on it in this show
2: yeah yeah, The, well, only, the only thing they doubled down on is how boy crazy she is.
0: Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, she she was just that walking stereotype. Mm-hmm.
1: But that's one of those cool things about like when we get into it, it's about the City at War story like, that I really like about April's side of the storyline. Is It's very much about how she doesn't have anyone else to confide in and how tough it is for her and that issue and what she's dealing with. But we'll get into that when we talk about City of War. But that's something that is covered there.
2: I liked... I thought there were some pretty good jokes in this episode. Um where I talked about cats being attracted to Donatello's Anchovy pizza breath. Mm. Uh there's that bit about these guys are a bunch of chicken low mains, emphasis on the low. Yeah. Pretty good. And then uh the bad Humphrey Bogart impressions. And I'm pretty sure that uh Michelangelo does like an Al Capone impression. He d- he does. <laughs> He's like, I don't do Bogart.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he
2: goes, he goes,
0: who are you supposed to be? Humphrey Bogus?
2: yeah <laughs> and, you, and then
0: michelangelo's like you yeah now listen here you use mugs i'm giving the orders around here
2: see and he goes all right
0: so i don't do bogart
2: yeah it's good <laughs> was, it's a good bit i i thought that was like <laughs> that i mean that's almost highbrow humor like it's pretty good
0: yeah like that was that was
2: that, that was a good bit because
0: like leonardo is the one who like tries to do bogart too and his his is a little bit better but michelangelo just goes to al capone
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad I, I have you guys on this show because I could not talk as much about <laughs> these episodes, and I'm so glad you guys love them because someone needs to.
0: I, you know, it it it's it's wild because like because like, Keith and I grew up on this, so mm-hmm. like he and I watched these brand new. Um, yeah. So, so you're right like our experiences are very different for these like and we'll get into it when we get to 2003 because that's that's your show yeah. less so mine so I, yeah like it's it's fun like it, it's it's really fun going back and revisiting some of these because it has been years since we've watched these and it's been years of me kind of saying like oh it's not as good as we remember and honestly it's it's still not guys like it's still not as good yeah. as you remember. <laughs> Um, but kind of having the context, like it's still fun. I've never said that '87 is not fun, Mm -hmm. and there's a big difference between fun and good,
2: right? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I would not say that the Catwoman from Channel 6 is a good episode, but it's a fun episode, kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think uh, Return of the Technodrome is that is a good episode. episode. That's really good. Something I, I loved, I like. I, I had to pause it because I was laughing so hard, but there was a part where Raphael and Leonardo are like goading uh, Rocksteady into leaving his post and chasing the, them, right? Yeah. they do that, Splinter jumped out of a bush <laughs> and he's pocket sand. pocket sand in the right face. In his face. Oh, it was so good. <laughs>
0: Anybody call it the sleep spice?
2: The sleep spice, yeah. <laughs> the oh, yeah, only time I, we ever
0: see it in the show.
2: <laughs> I lost it. That was so funny. I wasn't expecting it at all. It was so Pocket fun. sand. Pocket sand. Yeah.
1: You've got Raph with the sides, Leonardo with the katana, Donatello with the bow staff, Michelangelo with the nunchucks, and Splinter with the splinter sleep spice. With the, with the sleep Pocket spice. sand. Yeah. Yeah. sand.
2: Oh, it's so good.
1: Where's an action figure of that? Pocket sand, Splinter. Right. Throw sand in the eyes of your friends, and then you know,
2: (laughs)
0: Rusty Splinterford.
2: It's just like itching powder and like the coarsest of sand. Yeah. Oh man.
0: Oh, that would suck.
2: The coarsest of sand. (laughs) There's also a part sand
0: with diamond dust in it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, right. Really get in there. Really get in the eyes. (laughs) Oh man. Spencer, you you had mentioned earlier that like they seem to be getting less and less violent with their their answers to problems. And there's a part in this episode that I love where like when the foot soldiers shoots at Leo, he uses his swords that blocks it, bounces off his swords, bounces off like the Technodrome, bounces off something else, and then cuts a branch off of a tree that then falls in front of the foot soldiers and stops them. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it was insane. Now I do like the yeah. the Star Wars esque setting of the almost showdown between Shredder and and uh, Splinter. It's very much. It's almost like a no. Oh, yeah, like we get a reverse Darth Vader thing from Splinter. Him saying that you know Hamato Yoshi is no more. Now only Splinter remains. It's very like Darth Vader y. And then you've got because by the way another spoiler in this episode. Darth Vader is is Anakin Skywalker. what well what I know I probably just blew everyone's minds yeah
2: sorry about all the spoilers I I wondered what that silhouette behind Anakin on the poster of Phantom Menace was all about but you've ruined it for me now you know oh man knowing is half the battle even like they even get like a disturbance in the force thing going on because they like stop and sense each other and like we have to go to this This catwalk over the bottomless pit and sort it out. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's very much. There was
0: um, there was there was that there was that part where like, um, Leo's like, oh, I sense something, and Michelangelo's like, oh, like, I I thought only Master Splinter could do it. Leo's like, well, since he's not here, someone's got to do it, and it's like, yeah.
2: (laughs) Well, he he looks right at us when he says, yeah, like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) wink, (laughs) yeah, a little wink. But yeah, no, it's so very a nod at the camera. Yeah, it's very Obi Wan and in Darth Vader E from st- episode four. But it's funny because the laser thing shooting down really makes me think Phantom Menace, like the duel of the Fates. But that's not really I mean that case came out way before then. But definitely the whole catwalk, very Star Wars.
2: Yeah. You heard it here, folks. Uh Phantom Menace stole from a nineteen eighty seven Ninja Turtles cartoon. One
1: hundred percent I believe it. Fun, unpopular, fun fact, unpopular opinion of mine. The Phantom Menace is my favorite Star Wars movie.
0: Yeah, it, you know, the older, the older <laughs> I get, the older I get, the more I like it.
1: Yeah. Because like, yeah,
0: for years, my favorite Star Wars movie has been Return of the Jedi.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Un- unpopular opinion there, Mike. <laughs> that movie's great.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, like, I, I know why everybody likes Empire Strikes Back, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi has always been my favorite. And you know what? I love the
1: special editions. Jedi Rocks, that musical number in Return of the Jedi, that's my jam. I mean, I'm I'm into it too, dude. Those are those are what I had. I mean, so like the reason why the Phantom Menace is my favorite one is pure nostalgia.
2: Mm-hmm. It's the
1: only Star Wars movie I had. I watched it on repeat as a kid. Uh, which, I don't know, maybe Star Wars as well. Oh why. yeah, like I maybe I got into a...
0: Star Wars mm-hmm. when the VHS, like the f- like the big VHSs came out in yeah. um, like '95, I think. Yeah, it was '95. Was like the black, the black ones with like Darth Vader and the Stormtrooper and Yoda on them. Mm-hmm. Um, like that art was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so those were, those were like when I really started getting into Star Wars. Uh, and then like the special editions were a couple of years later in '97. And so that's when I finally got to go see Star Wars in theaters. And so I was primed and ready to go see episode one in theaters. And uh, my best friend at the time, Tony Thrasher, uh, best last name ever. um, uh, He and I went to go see episode one together uh, because he was my best friend and he was super into Star Wars too.
2: See, I don't think I have seen episode one since I saw it. In a theater, and that's probably I, not right because I think we had it on VHS. But like, I have not seen it since I was of the target audience for episode one. I and actually I just
0: rewatched that. it um, a couple months ago on Disney Plus.
1: Yeah. yeah. So like, I just have a little bit of nostalgia for it. I love battle droids. I love the way they look. Yep. I I love the way Sebulba is designed, like his alien as a dog. Anyway, then you know, Ninja Turtle Power like Hour. A lot of, a
0: podcast. lot of people. <laughs> A lot of people give those movies shit, but it's like they're really, like the designs in those movies are really good.
1: Yeah, like I freaking loved the aliens and the robots in those movies. I I loved them as a kid. That's what I ate up was that and the action. Mm -hmm. And that's all you really need as a kid. the,
0: The way the prequels, like feel like they're in the same universe that the original trilogy is in is the opposite of how like the sequel trilogy feels Mm -hmm. like it feels more organic that the prequels lead into the uh that like you you see like design cues and like things that could evolve into how they are in the original trilogy and then like the sequels like i like the sequels like at least force awakens and last jedi Mm
1: -hmm. but
0: like it it doesn't feel like there's a progression like it's been 30 years and it's like they're still flying the same tie fighters
2: yeah and yeah like spencer that that feeling for episode one when people are telling you it's not as good as you remember and whatever that's Mm kind of how me and mike feel about 87 ninja turtles yeah i I 100 and that's where i (laughs) pull from to like understand it and yeah yeah i like like you'll you'll never appreciate it in the way you might appreciate it, but you're not going to appreciate it in the way that Mike and I do because so we grew up with it and it's, it's part
1: of our DNA, you know? Yes. The only issue that I struggle with now is like, I will just always forever be screwed over with everything. Like the prequels are less popular than the original trilogy. So I almost never get prequel stuff. 2003 Ninja Turtles is way less popular than 1987 turtles. So I never get 2003 stuff. <laughs> It's painful. Well, being I mean, a fan. we're
0: you know, we just had we just had the 20th anniversary for uh for Phantom Menace a couple of years ago. Yeah. You know, 2019, we had a there was a big merchandising push. Uh, next year is the big and is the 20th anniversary for Attack of the Clones
1: which is another one I watched on repeat. But I'd always skip the Anakin and Padme yeah. scenes cuz those were boring and lame cuz love.
0: Yeah, I mean they're <laughs> those are boring and like and stupid me when I was younger like I loved the Yoda versus Count Dooku fight. Oh yeah. It's terrible. Do. It's terrible in context because like I don't think Yoda should ever do that, but uh, <laughs> but uh, you know me when I was younger like I loved the shit out of that. But anyway, I'm a retired Star Wars podcaster,
1: so. Yeah, we'll 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 trim the uh, the Star Wars pit now. No, no, no leave to, it in. We don't, trim,
0: we don't have to trim it down. No, no, we're not going to trim just, it down. We're leaving uh, it all in. Okay, yeah. I just re- I just retired from Star Wars podcasting, so.
2: He <laughs> keeps trying to retire. We keep dragging him back. you keep in. dragging
0: me back. I can't. I can't leave the wars. Right.
2: <laughs>
0: wars keep finding me.
1: well let's hurry and talk about some news this week because boy oh boy is there some big news perhaps i
0: can best explain the story of my young friends and i is really the story of a man named hamato yoshi in a week of news holy jeez do we want to bury
2: the lead here or just come right out with
0: it? I'm going to come out and say it. I We're getting a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles video game.
2: Yeah.
1: Revenge. <laughs> Shredder's Revenge.
0: Shredder's Revenge. So Shredder's It's going to be Revenge. published, uh, published by .emu, uh, developed by Tribute Games. Two very, very good developers. Dotemu uh, uh, did Streets of Rage 4, which is really, really good. Um and tribute games a lot of those people worked on uh the scott pilgrim game both the original and the remaster that just came out and also the 2007 tmnt game for the game boy
2: i love that game I played it's it. really good yeah it and like some of the animations and that i've seen in this look very similar to that so i'm
0: it's a different artist but he was inspired by that from what yeah, i saw yeah,
2: yeah. But that's that's a really good game if you haven't played that go out and find it it's really it's, good
0: so man, like it is it is wild. And this really feels like Nickelodeon making the best effort to like in the in the video game space, like in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, it's... like like the last the last big game that we got was Mutants in Manhattan, which was good. It mm. could have been amazing. Um, but it really feels like this is the best game that we can get like for where turtles is now in the life at nick yeah yeah kind of thing like i think nick this is very much nick acknowledging older fans in specifically 80 87 fans because this is a throwback to you know the the arcade trilogy yeah um but yeah that's wow just so good
2: What's ridiculous too is like what we've gotten so far is, I think less than thirty seconds of gameplay footage. But like, mm-hmm. it's amazing, and the the like video before it is really good too. It it looks like Rise animation, but it's all like eighty seven characters. Yeah, really cool.
0: <laughs> which was which was really funny because a lot of the comments that uh, that we got when I shared that when I shared it from our podcast page was like, "Oh, I wish we got a show like this." And it's like you did. It was called Rise, and you hated it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Do you know, is it the same studio? I mean, it, it, looks- it is
0: not the same studio. Okay. Um, I don't know this animation studio, but it is not the same one from Rise. Uh, but it is But it is that same kind of uh, anime style. Yeah. Which I mean, which is great. Like the turtles look really good in it. And like, there's that shot of Splinter like running through the sewers, which I, I'm pretty sure I'm very, I'm like 92% sure. Um, that it is based off of uh, a specific scene in the Sonic CD <laughs> intro, okay. um, where Sonic runs through a loop like diagonally like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I just I was like that looks way too similar, and a lot of animators know that shot. So, <laughs> I like to me that just stuck out. But man, like it's it's killer because like Splinter does this, and then like he bashes a mouser in the head and it's like this beautiful 3d shot of like the mouser's head disintegrating <laughs> into bits and wires and uh it was so good
1: yeah. yeah we
0: got a lot of cool we got a lot of cool things in it too because like we saw zorax the triceraton commander um we saw uh bebop's uh like monster truck from manhattan project Yes, for like a split second, like that one hundred percent stuck out to me, and I was like, ha, 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 ha like pointing at the screen. <laughs> um, it, it, it got April, like you know, beating up some foot soldiers. Like it, there's, there's a lot in here.
2: Mm-hmm. I like, man. There's just one shot of like the sprites of the turtles running. Oh, oh yeah, I've watched that like eight hundred times. I it's so
0: it. It. it's so good. Um, and I found the artist on Twitter. Um. Uh, coconut it's k-o-k-o-n-a-u-g-h-t um and somebody asked him like what the run cycles were uh, like what was his inspiration and he's like leo is determined Raph is kind of playful um michelangelo is just you know michelangelo just running like crazy and donatello is doing a naruto run
2: yeah, yeah. I <laughs> see. Raph doesn't look playful to me. He looks like he's running after someone that owes him money. Like, he, mean, yeah. like <laughs> he's like full tilt at it. He, I love he it. Called,
0: he corrected somebody. He's like somebody. Somebody said it was a murderous run, and he corrected. He's like oh, I'd say it's more playful because he wants to go beat up somebody. So that, oh, that was yeah, his question. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, yours is a little bit better.
2: <laughs> well, thank you.
0: <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, it's wild. Um, it's it's just wild that like we're getting this. Kind of game um, from these developers, so I'm incredibly excited for it. Uh, it's announced for PC and consoles, uh, so we don't know which specific consoles, but most likely because the games that Dotemu and uh, Tribute have put out, like those are on everything, it's most likely going to be on you know N- Nintendo Switch, PS4, five Xbox One, and Xbox Series X S. Um, so, it'll be out on everything. It's currently only wish listable, though, on Steam on PC. Okay.
2: If it's uh, not on Switch, I'm throwing that thing in the river. It, there's if It's I useless mean, to me at it that is point. It's
0: all but guaranteed it is going to be on Switch. Um, because, God, if they don't put it on Switch, that is insane.
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, I've already decided I'm going to triple dip on this game. So, I am going to get it on PS4, Switch, and PC. Oh, wow. um maybe a fourth time if uh, they do a physical release
2: now so if they have cross console and computer online play are you gonna play with yourself uh as all four <laughs> hurdles? At the same thing you, know,
0: you know I probably could uh like I, I could sit my switch up here at the at the computer and play on Steam and then do uh do remote play on the ps4 on the computer too so yeah I could in theory do it at least three people
2: awesome well and then play with your toes for the fourth one there you go got it man
0: but no uh so we were talking about rescue palooza earlier um (laughs) so it was kind of convenient that we were trying to figure out how to play rescue palooza together online and this kind of fell into our laps and we're like oh (laughs) maybe we don't have to figure that out anymore for rescue palooza
1: yeah we'll just stream ourselves playing i don't know how to i mean for me the optimum optimal place to play from would be my switch but i don't know how to stream from a switch so i'll have to figure out if i can do that
0: it's it's a little it's a little hard to stream from switch you need a lot of extra equipment so for me i'm going to be doing the streaming from either my ps4 or uh my
1: pc yeah probably pc i don't have a ps playstation so
0: but if you guys want to watch us uh play that uh let us know because we'd love to stream it for you we're just gonna otherwise we're just gonna play with ourselves
2: uh, should we do we have to like pick our turtles right now because if so I'd take Donatello. Oh damn it <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll take Raphael because I love that running animation
0: All right fine Donatello I'm getting that weave run
2: <laughs> All right I'm gonna
1: get Michelangelo then
0: cool but yeah uh, super super excited if you guys haven't checked it out we put uh, the video on our uh, podcast Facebook page. So head on over to Facebook to that. You can find it on YouTube too. But we'd like it if you watch it out on our on our Facebook page. It'd be really nice.
2: Yeah. I also found out that uh, Mike Patton is the guy that sings that theme song. Yeah. Uh, so
0: I wasn't in love with it.
2: I was. Yeah. I if you had told me two years ago that Mike Patton would sing the turtles theme song and I <laughs> wouldn't like it, I would have slapped you in the face. But here I am, proved myself wrong. Like
0: it's. It's not bad. Um, it's, it's it's not off. bad. It's it's off because the turtles theme song is so iconic that any change to it is weird. Like it's like Spider Man's costume. Like you you can change little bits of it, but it's always going to go back to the original. Yeah. Um. So, so it's it's the same thing with the turtle theme song. Like. That's that's why all of the other turtle series, uh, except two thousand three, have done versions of it. Like they like um, two thousand twelve was more of a hip hop version,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and um, rise was more was was more rock, but it was different um, than like the butt rock that eighty seven is, and like they they both work in their own way. This is like a straight up cover trying to update the song in its original form and it just it feels weird. It doesn't feel authentic.
2: Now Spencer is someone who who loathes 87.
1: What do you think? <laughs> it's, it's not so much that I loathe it, I just yeah, I guess I kind of experience fatigue of it as it's just everywhere and always yeah. the the face of Ninja Turtles at all times. Yeah.
0: And that and that was some of the pushback I saw was a lot of people were like, oh, like it's another video game off of '87. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it could have been it could have been anything else. Like, it, it a lot of people want that you know Batman Arkham style game.
1: Yeah, well, because we even have games coming out right now. And like, granted, I don't expect Ninja Turtles to have like a big triple A Batman esque thing, but like we have got Arkham Knights coming out, which is like a four player co op game. Yeah,
0: like. Like if anything, like that could be a template for a future Ninja Turtle game. Like even the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games are perfect templates for a Ninja mm-hmm. Turtle game. Um, That's all I have ever wanted. Yeah, it's the same. Um, mm-hmm. I think it just, I think it just goes to show like a lot of people say they want it, but they've it, it it's a, it's a catch twenty two. Like we didn't buy the last game that they tried to do something new with Mutants in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. um whether or not you know you thought it was good or not like it just didn't sell enough for nick to be confident in that being a direction that they want to go in yeah. um, in video games um and I you mean know, it's it's nobody's fault like mm-hmm. you know don't spend money on things you don't want yeah um but it it, it just it it sucks so that's why like this being such a a catered experience to fans who say they want more 87 inspired things and granted like yeah there, there are more of us that want other things this is such a good thing because it shows nick is trying
1: mm-hmm. now yeah and and the thing that i will say is like like putting aside the fact that like i think beat 'em ups are kind of dull and that uh i'm sorry but no, i mean that's, it, that's you know, right beat em ups
0: are beat ups are dull because beat em ups are a very specific kind of game like they have to be experienced in a certain way mm-hmm. um like that's why they were so popular in arcades yeah because yeah. you had other people around you so anybody could jump in at any time
1: yeah so and can, it's, it's fun in an, an arcade audience. setting it's um, like I've, I've played the arcade game and it's it's fun in an arcade setting. Uh, yeah,
0: like it's fun when anybody can walk by, watch how you do. Mm-hmm. But like doing it at home by yourself, it it it's not as fun. Like I have, um, I have the arcade trilogy: to uh, Manhattan Project and Turtles in Time. Like I have all three of those on my 3DS, mm-hmm. um, so I can only play those by myself. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'll play for, like, a couple minutes and I'm just like, oh, yeah, like, it's kind of boring by myself. Like, it, it's not as fun. So, like, I have my Super Nintendo Classic that I added those games onto on to, And, like, I love playing it with my wife. Like, I love playing it with my best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I have infinitely more fun doing it with them that, like, these kind of games, like, they have to be played with other people. That, that, yeah. that's that's why like em up games like they're fun, but playing it with other people is such a part of the experience. So it's a good thing that this is going to have online co-op. Mm-hmm. We haven't heard anything about couch co-op, which is a big thing. Um, if it does not have couch co-op, that is going to be a big issue.
1: Yeah. But but putting that fact aside, and even even the fact that like you know the art style everything is very eighty seven, like the one thing I hope that they do with it and that I guess I wanted them to do, but as I don't see any evidence of it is like, you can make everything 87 themed and like, make it look like that, but just throw in like one character, at least from a different universe, you know, like just add in a confrontation with Noel or with Bishop at some point in there.
0: What what would have been fun or, what, Koya what, what, or
1: bludgeon? Like, you know, you're fighting the foot. Yeah. Clan. We could put in Koya and bludgeon, you know, and that's, that's it. And I would get excited. And I would be like, yes. What would
0: would, would would be really fun would be kind of like a Turtles like kind of like a Turtles multiverse game. Like we have we've had Turtles in time already. Like mm-hmm. the next step the next step is multiverse.
1: Yeah, I, I know, don't
0: like have have it be progressively going through different dimensions and like you meet the two thousand three Turtles, you meet the two, the twenty twelve Turtles, you enlist the Rise Turtles.
1: Yeah. Like, I, I don't even need that so much. Like I just, I would, you know, i like it like. A oh, video I do. I game. put it out
0: in the world. I want that.
1: Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not, it's not a bad idea, but if they even were to just like, just start like a whole new universe that is essentially the, the video games universe and they just start incorporating other elements from other um, just from like IDW mm-hmm. does essentially, you know, we can even bring in characters from IDW. Like Koya and that,
0: that's legend. kind of that's mm. kind of how the video game that's kind of how the video games have always been um,
1: it, it like was for very, tournament fighters
0: they're very yeah. 87 inspired and a lot of the jokes you a lot, like a lot of the references you get for the arcade games are because you know the 87 cartoon mm-hmm. but I mean personally I've always considered them to be kind of their own thing too because they do involve different concepts mm-hmm than the, than the cartoon ever did. Like, Token Razar like, I know they're in the cartoon eventually, but, like, you know, they were in the video games too. Mm-hmm. Super Shredder's not in the cartoon, but he's been in a couple video games.
1: Yeah. And, and like, that's, that's the thing, though, is I just kind of wish that they would pull from more of the modern stuff and bring it back into, and just make it look 87. And that way they can just kind of, like, get the older fans that kind of are refusing to move on get their toes wet a little bit in it you know just just a tiny bit you know even if they could yeah even if they could in this one just expand the roster of playable characters like i love the turtles but like if you could be like casey jones or like i mean mondo geckos existed in the back since the 87 cartoon just get to blaze him and like you know bash people with your skateboard or whatever like that'd be a blast but even if they wanted to bring in a newer character like angel bridge from idw as, as a playable character. That would be freaking sick. Uh, Alopex? Yeah, Alopex. Harold? just kind of give him an 80s feel. Yeah, Harold. Like, there's so many good, awesome characters that we don't have to completely overrun the roster with them. We can leave, you know, Shredder and Krang mm. at the top. But just, like, I don't know, weasel in a few other new elements so that we can get people into the newer stuff and they can yeah. kind of get warm up to it.
0: No, you're, you're absolutely right. Like, that that could be like their gateway into into that. Like, just make an eighty-seven inspired version of Alapex in this game.
2: Yeah, I would love to yeah, see kind of Koya and Bludgeon as bosses. Like, cause you could do Token and Razor, Bebop and Rocksteady, Ground and Dirtbag, and then Koya and and uh, Bludgeon. Yep. yep, I got four levels for you right there. Now, just yeah. Imagine an old Hob, an old Hob boss. Yeah, oh, man, that'd be awesome. Like you have old Hobb coming.
0: There's there's so many cool directions. There's so many cool directions that they they can go in. Um I I do think they are gonna play it safe and stick strictly to 87 with this game. Mm -hmm. Um and the reason why I think that is because, because they have Zorax the Triceraton in it. Yeah. And like that's such a specific character that's only really ever appeared in one episode.
2: Yeah, he's gotten kind of like super popular. And I, I had never heard of him until he got an action figure. I don't
0: think he's even popular. I think it's just, I think it's the fact that like NECA put out his action figure. So now people are acting like they know who the Triceratons are. Oh. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Like whether or not like you know who the Triceratons are like from Mirage or 2003 or 2012. Like these Triceratons are not in the common TMNT knowledge. A lot of people didn't even know the Triceratons were in 87 until the action figures came out. Hmm. Like 100% fact. And I saw on Twitter, like even even Neko was kind of like, we're kind of taking credit for that one. (laughs) When somebody asked if he had saw uh, Zorax in the trailer. Yeah. Like, and so I think that specifically is going to be why uh, this game's going to stick pretty close to 87. Yeah. Um, because, that, yeah. like I said, that, that is such a specific 87 character.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um And again, this is,
2: like, all speculation on our part. Yeah, like, this is all speculation. Like, we don't know anything, yeah. you
0: know, we don't know anything uh, super informative. Like, the Discord for this game is available um, to the public. Um, I'm in it, and it's only been live for, like, a, a little over a day now. um and there's not a whole lot of info like you know it's a lot of us just kind of talking about turtles and stuff like that in there um there are there are different channels uh like fan suggestions um and my favorite mm. one that i've seen so far was like uh like different skins for the turtles uh, yeah, just I'd the like different that. colors so you had like you had like the base uh turtle colors you had like uh the comic colors where they were like uh, from turtles in time when they were their different skin tones mm-hmm and then there was a really yeah. cool one that was uh they called it the prime skins but where they were uh they were all white, all red bandanas, mm-hmm. but then their uh plastrons, like their stomach shells were the different individual colors. Uh oh, huh. Like they like the original NES game. So I was like that's oh, yeah. really okay. cool. Like I love wow. that design. Hmm.
2: interesting. You got to get on Discord.
0: Uh yeah, it's it's definitely worth it. Um so yeah, ooh man, we led with the biggest story of the week.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I'd just love to see just like see one character. Like I, I feel like you're still playing it safe if you're just like here's one character yeah. from like IDW or from 2003. I or really 2012. Yeah, yeah
0: just, I really just, wonder. Just let me
1: play as Oscar again. Yeah, like the second.
0: <laughs> I really wonder how inspired by Rescue Palooza this game is going to be.
2: Yeah, I hope so, man. That game's so good. I, I would, I would pay good money for it.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. But anyway, the other news that I guess we need to get to is issue 115 of the IDW run of Ninja Turtles is out this week. Uh, when you're listening to this, it'll be out the next day if you're listening to it right when it comes out on Tuesday. Uh, so that is going to be March 17th. <laughs> <laughs> St. Patrick's Day.
2: There you go. St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. I believe uh, the director's cut of Last Runner number no. one is coming out that
1: same day. Oh, there you go. I missed that one. Yeah. I
0: think our, and... our last bit of news is uh, Neko did their full box reveal of the Turtles uh, in Disguise four pack. So if you guys missed out on the original NEC- uh, NECA Turtles, uh, Toon Turtles from a couple of years ago, they're going to be reissued soon um in their kind of trench coat disguise uh but all of those are fully removable so you will have the brand new ninja turtle figures with interchangeable heads um and expressions so like the heads are in like four different pieces you can pop the tops off and then like swap the angry eyes with the open mouth kind of thing and or closed mouth really cool uh we don't have a release date on those but uh final box shots usually means a month or two so Awesome. Should check those out at Target anytime soon.
1: All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, next week we have a special surprise guest coming on. We're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about Secret of the Us because Ooh. it is coming up on its 30th year anniversary. That'd be 30 years. 30 yep. years. So we're going to have a special guest coming on. So stay tuned for that. Come on over and listen. We're going to have a lot of fun. If you guys want to
0: tell us any memories you have of the original movie, let us know on Facebook, uh, Instagram, or Twitter.
1: Yeah, we'd love to discuss it on the show. We'll, we'll read it. Please like, share, and subscribe uh, to the podcast and to our social medias. You can find us everywhere at Ph. Once again, thank you for listening. Until next time, cowabunga dudes. Cowabunga.
2: CRANG OUT!
1: Thanks for letting me have that rank, guys. Like, I, I was just a little bit frustrated by it. You hate
0: Ninja Turtles?
1: What? I know. What? <laughs> I mean, it's not that I hate no, it. I, you know? I,
0: I understand. Like, like, like we said, like it's, it's a lot of eighty-seven, but mm-hmm. I think, I think it's what we need to kind of get everybody excited about Ninja Turtles again. Like, as much as I love Rise, I understand why everybody hates it, um, and I understand why a lot of the fans, older fans, feel alienated. Mm-hmm. um i don't know if alienated is the right word because everything's catered towards them <laughs> yes but, that's the thing is like, um, i feel i but,
1: feel the same way about 87 as they do about rice like that's, I
0: mean, that's okay yeah that, that's fair that's right. fair
2: yeah. yeah like especially you're right like it's it's like like everything is 87 like even mm-hmm. like when i was in college like hot topic was getting the license and like yep. everything like it's just so saturated with everything 87 i'm Looking forward to the next, like, five or six years when people start flooding it with 2003 stuff. Because, like, those designs are cool. There's a lot of cool characters in that. Like, this game made for 2003 would be really cool. But mm-hmm. There's just nothing.
1: So. Yeah. Well, like I said, I don't even need it to be based on, like, a specific universe that I like. Like, I really, what I've really loved, grown to love more than anything is, like, the IDW one. And it's because it takes from everything. And I would just like everyone to finally gravitate towards that of like, oh, yeah, I can accept a small change in this character so that we can have everything all put together in one universe and we can all just get to enjoy it all. And, you know, because like I used to despise Krang (laughs) as a concept (laughs) and now I Mm -hmm. like him because of the IDW series. And like I used to also not like Bebop and Rocksteady and like the Bebop and Rocksteady miniseries in IDW are some of my favorite story arcs in the whole thing. Like I like Does Bebop it hit the and, road and
0: destroy yeah. everything?
1: Yeah. Like I love Bebop and Rocksteady yeah, destroy everything. It makes me laugh. Like it's it's fantastic. And I used to not like them at yeah. all.
0: I actually haven't I actually haven't read it
2: yet.
1: Yeah. You should. It's like Mike, lot of you're fun. behind the times, man. You ever read you
2: ever read uh, the Ghostbusters I have. You ever read the Power Ranger crossover? You I have Destroy
0: Everything. That's the one they go back in time, right?
2: Yeah. With yep. Renette. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So get, uh, hit hit the road. There's like some lady that breaks up into
1: smaller versions of herself. Yeah, But it's been a long time since I read it. Yeah, she's she's pretty insane. I just barely read it a little bit ago because I've been reading those hardcover collections. Super stoked for the next one because it's finally going oh, yeah. to get into the city at War Warhawk. <laughs> it, it's amazing to think that series
2: is like ten years old now. I know about to be. It's a it's incredible
0: freaking wild i remember i remember buying the first issues Uh, what comic shop was i at It was metropolis comics in bellflower california and i was reading the issues at a park i specifically
1: remember
2: Hmm.
0: and i was like i'm gonna continue to buy these books until this series is canceled because like this is the first time that i can buy a ninja turtles book that's coming out in stores.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was the same way. That's like the series that got me started with a pool list. I think issue three might have been out when I started, and I went back and got one and two.
0: I'd been like, I'd been in comics like for a while, but like this was like the series that I was like, "This is what I'm always going to buy." Like I, yeah. I've read X Men and I've dropped X Men, but I've never dropped Turtles.
2: Yeah, I, I've been reading comics my whole life. This was just like. Mm. I had always gotten stuff just added to my dad's pull list and then mm. read it later, but this was like, uh, I'm this was like setting out on my own, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I'm
0: a young man. I'm getting my own pot, my own pull list now.
2: Yeah, so I was getting like that and Venom, and like Venom has changed substantially since uh, 2011, but Ninja Turtles is still going strong.
1: Yeah, and it's a it's a really good series, and I'm known in my comic book store as the Ninja Turtle guy because. I go in and pretty much almost get exclusively Ninja Turtle stuff.
0: <laughs> same,
1: same way, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, same. Like I've I've kind of cut my pull list down mm-hmm. um, to a couple indies and turtles. Like I'm not even getting Power Rangers. I was getting Sonic too, just because like I love Sonic. But then I wound up like it's like 40 issues in, and I haven't read any of the issues I bought.
2: Oh, no. it. I've been getting it. It's pretty good, but like there's there's a part where there's like a metal virus that's like a zombie yeah. apocalypse kind of story and it it goes for like 22 issues like it's just stupidly long and i don't I, know.
0: I, I remember seeing it on all the issues that i was buying and i was and then like i've learned that it was like the metal virus and i'm just i don't know i i love dr eggman and i loved i love that whole story of him being mr tinker like yeah. he get, he gets amnesia uh and he becomes a good guy mm-hmm. um and what's what's the what's the new guy the new the new doctor dr starlight
2: uh, starling or star starline is it starlight I think, I think it's starling starlin or starling or starling um, like he's he like, like a duck he's like a, mallard he's, a he's
0: a platypus oh is and he oh yeah he's a, he's a platypus and he um he looks up to dr Eggman, like thinking he's the best and then he like learns from him and then at the end he's like no he's like you're terrible mm-hmm. i'm gonna be better than you and so he and it's like that's a great arc
2: yeah yeah it's been it's been good I, i'm thinking about dropping it though um, it's
1: not yeah like like
0: i life. said like I'm, I'm i'm just gonna drop it because i'm not reading them yeah
1: yeah, I just I don't know, I try to save on space. So aside from Ninja Turtles for the most part, I just subscribe to DC Universe and read there.
0: I actually just got Comixology Unlimited, because uh, I lost access to my friend's Comixology. No. Mm. Uh, and it was the only way I could read the Mirage issues that we <laughs> that we cover now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got those collected in the volumes. Like I said, I've pretty much got everything ninja no, not everything. I've got the mat- the collections in yeah, Solid But I bought the classic series digitally Just called classics It's got the whole guest era in it In mm. volume 2 But other than that um, yeah. I have most of it solid
0: Like my plan My plan was to sell My um, All my physical single issues And then just rebuy everything digitally And then start buying Digitally from there mm-hmm. Just to save on space But like, part of me is like, I'm 115 issues in, and I'm actually only missing three. So in the three places I've moved since I've started collecting the series, I'm only missing three issues.
2: Do you know which issues you're missing?
0: I do. I have them written down.
2: Shoot me a message on our Facebook sometime, because I'm I'm working on like archiving, like figuring Mm -hmm. out what I have. So if I have a duplicate, I, I might send it your way
0: uh I might have to update it my list there's five issues here but it's 55 75, 82 91 and 108
2: okay I don't know off the top of my head. I haven't gotten to that box yet so I don't know exactly what I have in there. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> I know I had them in my I know I've had them in my eBay um so I was just gonna rebuy them but because I have those issues in trades. Or at least 55 i do but um yeah i don't know i might even still have them they just might be in the wrong box oh yeah i know that. Feeling. they have like five long boxes which thankfully they used to be behind our, our front door when you when you went into our apartment and you like couldn't open the door all the way <laughs> so when we moved into our new place um we have a much larger closet. And so I was able to put them in the closet, like along the walls. Yeah. So they're much easier to get into and they're definitely out of the way, which is very nice. Cause I, I didn't, I didn't want to put them in the garage because our garage isn't uh, like heat controlled.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You don't want to do that. Yeah.
0: So I don't want to put them in there like if it gets too hot or if it gets too wet. Like,
1: yeah, we've got a couple of bookshelves, but it's getting to the point where I'm kind of starting to to fill them up. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, like
0: we have, uh, we have like the big black IKEA bookshelves and I've got two spots at the top that are, that just have figures in them right now, but like we're moving up with the books.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to pare down. I've got nine long boxes in this room with me. Ooh. Yeah, and then uh, oh yeah, I can see him back there. Two, four short boxes. Right next,
0: right next to the computer, and the is that a bong on the table back there? It is a
2: bong. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Those of you that can't see me, uh, my background is April Neal's apartment <laughs> from the end of the first arcade game. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a bong on the table. I'm pretty sure. I, it looks like there's this, a little bit like like baggie of cocaine on there too. I, you know it does. Yeah. Um,
0: is that a poster of the turtles? up there by the AC unit? Yeah, right there.
2: It's a poster of some sort. I don't know. <laughs> it does kind of look like there's a turtle there, though, doesn't it? Maybe. It Could Maybe. be. Yeah, there's like there's like a green area and two yeah. little white dots for eyes right there.
1: Maybe it's a, like a Blue
2: bandana. Statue of Liberty.
1: Whatever it is, I bet it's a really nice picture. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: wonder if this level is going to be in 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 the game. Sorry? I was saying, I wonder if this level is going to be in the game.
2: Oh, I'm sure.
0: April's apartment's like a classic Turtles level.
2: Yeah. Trying to remember, weren't they? They were running through the street, right? They weren't running through the building. Yeah. No, I'm in, sure it will be
0: in arcade. In the well, you know, in the in the trailer, they were running through the street, and that's like, what I'm talking about. Yeah. There was like the Channel Six newsroom, and then there was like an office building where like all the turtle, like there was a bunch of foot soldiers wearing like neckties. <laughs> um, but yeah, a- a- April's you know apartment is a classic arcade level.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, Spencer, maybe maybe you should learn how to like uh make ROM hacks, and you can just hack your own like idw game <laughs> there we go I, yeah I, you go.
1: <laughs> I would do i would play make that.
2: the
0: game you want yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah
1: i mean i'd love to but i don't know anything about that and <laughs> i don't have the time on top of a podcast and all of the other things i geek out about i don't have the time to make my own video game but i should just a game where you get to play as nice. the turtles and mute animals and Fight Bishop and Knoll and Shredder and Krang. I mean, could you imagine even if in the game if they had like as a lieutenant to Krang just Chirel shows up like he does in the IDW series? I freaking love that. That <laughs> would that would be really cool. Like
0: I said, I, I'm not like I said, I'm not confident that it'll have other stuff, but yeah. I'm
1: hopeful. I, yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna get my hopes up. I'm hope sure it's gonna be almost all eighty-seven things.
0: Yeah.
2: I hope they don't do what they did with uh, the Battle Nexus game, where like they had alternate characters for each of the turtles, but you couldn't play as like Donatello and Splinter. It was either Donatello or Splinter or oh. Rye or, or Mike. Like I hope you can mix and match
1: if there are other characters. You know. Yeah, it would be nice. I think it would be super super cool. But I guess we'll have to wait and see till we get more details. And I better be. Sounds friends. like it. Yeah, I better be going to bed. It's it's late, and I wake up All at right. four in the morning. <laughs> All right,
0: guys. Well, if you enjoyed this bonus content,
1: yeah, yeah. If, you, if you
0: stuck it out this far, we love you. And uh, cowabunga, Cowbung. Cowbunga.